0: Oh, I agree no. with Julia that you look
1: beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babes. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. So I want to say welcome to everyone that is arriving, or we'll see this a little later. Mm. We are here today with Manjit, all the way from Goa. I'm so happy and honored to have you here, Manjit. Um, Talking about something that is very dear to me um, and very Mm. alive in my life right now. Um, Mm. Conscious intimacy. So welcome, first of all. Um, So let's dive straight in and, and talk about conscious intimacy. What is conscious intimacy and how is it different from how we have been relating in general for forever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, wow. This is such a hot topic these days. I want to start by saying that, right? Like it's it's kind of getting trendy, you know, it's becoming like this famous Instagram hashtag, uh, conscious intimacy and so on. So yeah, everybody has their own different ideas, definition and interpretation of it. So. I would like to start by saying that like everything uh which is connected to emotions relating humans there is not one answer there is not one definition ever you know right so there are always different interpretations and paths but the experience of conscious intimacy i would say is the same so for me conscious intimacy it is it is a way of relating in which you are able to dance to move freely between self-love and uh, loving the other person. So it doesn't need to have a, only a romantic connotation or only this, uh, let's say, like more relationship-based or partnership-based uh, connection. You can also choose to be consciously intimate with uh, friends with uh, Family members, and even with strangers, from a place of compassion. So, I would say, conscious intimacy for me is to have this confidence that I will open up my heart. I will open to relating. At the same time, I'm fully centered in loving myself. Hmm. Yeah, that's what comes to my mind right now.
1: So, how how do I know? If I'm in a relationship, how do I know if I'm in a conscious connection or if I'm mm. in um, a temporary romantic honeymoon or mm. not honeymoon style relationship? What makes a difference?
0: Hmm. Yeah, the first thing that comes to comes to me is your system will tell you. Like if you are really paying attention, your body, your breath, your nervous system will tell you mm. if it's constantly uh, constantly anxious. If it's constantly creating this kind of trigger response, this kind of uh, yeah agitated uh, feelings inside, then it is most likely not a conscious. Intimacy connection. So I would say that one of the biggest signs of conscious intimacy connection, whether a friendship or a relationship, is the simplicity, is the peace, is the is the safety, and it's the the calmness that it brings. Which doesn't mean that there are no ups and downs or highs and lows, but more and more we are able to come and rest in this calmness, come and rest in this simplicity. So it is not drawing too much attention on itself. So just to make it very practical, uh, I'll use an example that I would say that if you would see two friends or a couple uh, in a conscious, intimate connection, if you're looking at them, they would be so part of the background that they're not drawing any attention because it's the ego. It's the, it's the, it's this hyper-identity which draws attention towards itself but when you become one with the moment when you just find this way to dance between presence with yourself and with the other it's a very relaxed it's a very yeah it's like coming back home to yourself is mm. what I would say so yeah. who, who
1: is prioritized actually who am I prioritizing myself or my relation? Or both. I mean, I, I imagine it's both, but um...
0: <laughs> yes, I would. I would say. I would even say none. You are prioritizing the moment. Yeah, the moment. If you're listening to, will tell you, is it time for me to draw in, withdraw, and uh, love myself more, mm. or is it more that uh, I need to get out of my own shell? You know, mm. because sometimes self-love can become like a prison right. of. Uh, not being able to open up to others. So am I able to, yeah, again, you know, I love the word dancing that, you know, so many of us are working on our healing, on our traumas and so on. And we are looking for some kind of a final destination, you know, that one day I will be all healed. And uh, one day my conscious intimacy relationship will have uh, no ups and downs, no highs and lows. But that's not at all what we are aiming for. I feel what we are looking for is that even when those highs and lows come we are able to allow them we are able to see them as lessons and we are able to grow from them yeah
1: mm-hmm. i love that i really love that mm. is this related to tantra in any way
0: if we go into the philosophy of it like the concept and uh, yeah the spiritual background of it i would say yes So this is also perhaps a good time for me to share with uh, these amazing people who are watching this live, this call that I've been teaching yoga since almost seven years. I've taught uh, in so many trainings with so many people and Tantra, the difference between yoga and Tantra is, is so important to share here because yoga is popular as it's becoming. It is never really directly going into our human issues. Yeah, you never, I would be very surprised if you go to a yoga class anywhere in the world, and you are being invited to talk about your emotions or relationship or childhood or parents and so on. Right. Yeah. So Tantra, as I understand, uh, it wanted to go straight directly to our human self. How can I align my human life with my higher self, with my true nature? So, yes, because relationships are one of the most intrinsic part of uh, being human so tantra gives us this spiritual license to learn practices tools techniques to bring more awareness to bring more consciousness and in, and directly more happiness into that part of our life yeah
1: right and that's a, a whole philosophy in itself i imagine
0: yes exactly yeah
1: yeah so can you let's break this down? Can you give us some examples of um, of where to start? Let's say um, introductory techniques, practices, things that couple can do to enhance their intimate connections, to enhance mm. pleasure in their intimate connections.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you also are aware of so many of them and, you know, you bring them also, I'm sure, to your relating. So uh, I want to, again, keep it very simple and I would say to feel safe enough to ask for creating a safe, uh, comfortable moment, situation, meeting together where you are being given permission fully to be yourself, to be seen, Yeah. That okay. I don't have to play a role. I don't have to, like, let's say as a man, I don't have to always uh, play the role of being the stronger one or the one who is always able to decide and make the choice. And as a woman, I don't always have to be playing the role of being uh, uh, emotional or uh, wanting more of these conversations about right. uh, yeah, relationships and so on. So like, like taking off the masks and... Uh, Allowing yourself to be seen fully. And the practices which come to my mind, for example, one can start just by sitting in front of each other and as much and as long as it feels comfortable, just breathing deeply and just looking at each other. I would not even start saying that look into the eyes because that makes it a bit more intense for most people. You can start just by looking at their face and looking at just like looking in their direction. Yeah.
2: Right.
0: This is already huge because you are not talking when you are doing that. And most of us, we never do that. Yeah. Silence already for us is quite challenging. And to combine that with just looking in that person, in our partners, in our friends direction, this is already big. So this will start to bring up uh, to the surface what's inside, maybe some emotion, maybe some expression, maybe something which you haven't been able to share but now it's like yeah your system is telling you now is the time and so on
1: and it also kind of pills pills off the angers and the ego and you can see straight into your partner's uh, emotion that maybe they cannot express in that minute but through the eyes Mm. all of those uh, walls they just melt and then you can see the essence of the message of of each other
0: Mm. absolutely yeah I really like that you said that now because now uh, some of us, especially who are part of the conscious community or uh, have been doing a lot of inner work, uh, we have, I I believe we have gone a bit to the other extreme where we want to talk about everything, yeah? We want to verbalize everything. What are your boundaries? What are your desires? What are your needs? Right. And this is also often a bit unnecessary, you know? Hmm. If you just listen in silence and just simplify things, it will come out, it will be seen, yeah? The needs will be shown if you're paying attention, the body language will show it, the eyes will show it. So, yeah, so that's one practice that comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing is, uh, this is more, let's say, physical intimacy based or working more with sensuality, not sexuality, in which you invite your partner or even a really good friend who you feel comfortable enough with, to bring you some touch which you feel your system needs right now yeah this again is very simple but again most of us we never really put it to practice yeah yeah
1: so So let's say that like what kind of touch with how would it differ from sensual sensual intimacy Mm -hmm. to sexuality yeah
0: yeah so this is one of my favorite practices by the way like i I love that this, uh, I, I really believe that not just food, shelter, and basic health are human needs. I believe touch, which is so underrated, is one of our main, main, main human needs. I know it's my need for sure, you know. So even if I don't generalize it, I bring it to my life proactively. So I love to break it down into like a really uh, structured practice. And then you can flow, of course. So before you even begin the touch, you communicate, you share. Uh, if you are feeling comfortable to go into sexuality or not, if there are some parts of your body which you do not want to be touched at at all, yeah? So you express your boundaries before the practice begins, yeah? Right. And of course, your partner listens and, uh, and accepts that. And then you can break down this practice, let's say if you do it for one hour, now I'm really channeling my teacher vibe here and just like, really trying to break it down into a session, if you like. Okay. So there are four parts in one hour or 15 minutes each. Let's say if, if me, if Manjeet and Natalie were doing this practice, yeah? So let's say in the first part, Natalie receives. So she lays down, up to her, uh, she's fully clothed or she's, uh, she's more uh, just wearing her bodysuit as she feels comfortable, yeah? Everybody, both people are doing things which they feel the most comfortable with. She can choose to blindfold herself. She can choose whatever is good for her. And then I am giving Natalie the touch that she wants. So let's say Natalie says, Manjeet, can you just give me a little gentle touch on my forehead, on on my eyes? And I say, yes, of course, Nats. And I do that. And you say, Manjeet, a bit bit more strong. I'm like, sure, Nats. Yeah, so you're really, you are just feeling what your body wants and you're expressing it. And I'm giving that to you. And I can always, of course, choose to say like, Nats, is there anything else I can give you? Yeah, if I don't feel comfortable with your request. So you receive what you like for the first 15 minutes. Then I lay down, I receive uh, what I would like and Natalie gives that to me. And then again, the third part, this is super interesting. Natalie receives again and now Manjeet gives her what he wants
2: oh yeah
0: very interesting <laughs> and of course maths communicates yeah i love that, that Ah, manjeet can you give me something else yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then manjeet lays down and uh, naturally gives her what she would like so which can all of these of of four consents. months exactly exactly yeah.
2: okay I like and this
0: that. includes of course not being touched yeah like just i don't want to be touched right now so yeah Practices are endless, but really, I think what I want to bring more attention to is uh, is this really like giving yourself permission to be yourself in the now, yeah? Mm -hmm. And verbalize it, communicate it, yeah? Please do not leave your partner for guesswork. This is one of the biggest mistakes we make,
1: yeah. Right, right. So I just want to summarize that exercise because I love it. So people that maybe are not aware Mm -hmm. of the wheel of consent... So the difference between those two was the first time you are giving your partner what they want and the second round you are taking what you want from the partner. So maybe they want to be touched gently, but then you want to touch that person more rough and then you make your agreements. And if that suits, then I'm actually touching you for my pleasure in the second round. And in the first time I am touching you for your pleasure.
0: Mm, exactly yeah
1: i love that yeah yeah i find that putting uh, time limits on everything mm-hmm. really reduces a lot of pressure from people even the eye gazing like in my relationship yeah i would put um five minutes on the clock
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and um and then I would, you know, do this eye gazing for five minutes and it would, it sounds like such a short amount of time, but it's, it's forever
2: <laughs> looking yeah. into
1: someone's eyes yeah. for five minutes. And, but this is really how everything just peels off slowly, slowly. And the emotions come up and out and usually they mm. come with tears and, and a lot of things in between. So I love those exactly. Practices. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing them. Um, Thank you, Nats. So I, I think that um, from my experience, um, conscious intimacy, mm-hmm. it really begins to meet our foremost basic yet greatest needs. Um, mm-hmm. that usually we all have in common to be heard, to be seen, to be understood, to be accepted unconditionally. Mm. So how, how can conscious intimacy support that? My my greatest need that that usually is shared by everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is such a such an important question. I feel uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is inner work, like taking responsibility for your own self love and inner work, and asking for and uh, inviting your partner to support your inner work. Yeah, and vice versa. Right. So I think what we are really, the relationships slowly are evolving more into not just codependency, which uh, which has been going on for such a long time. And we all have, like, we have so many uh, not good stories coming from that. And this is why so many of us are choosing to be single or relate just temporarily with other people. And then, you know, uh, we look for someone else and so on. So I think these are very interesting times, very very special times for uh, for this new relationship paradigm that is being built up so i would say that it really is about namana is just play with words a little bit it's really about choosing to be with that person yeah it's so important if you are just if i'm just waiting for my emotions to guide me that ah do i feel like supporting my partner today i don't really feel like it and if my partner really needs it, it's like i they would feel abandoned so right. easily yeah right. so i just want to highlight here the the work that is needed the effort that is needed to to create a conscious conscious intimate deep connection for longer term especially it's
1: so self responsible it's like work yeah
0: exactly we cannot just rely on our moods. We cannot just rely on our hunches and our, you know, uh, just how we feel in that day. Yeah. Because when we go to work, we are, we are not depending on just that, right? We show up to work. So right. you have to show up as a responsible person to your relationship. Right. And there are days when it's going to be super challenging
2: right. to
0: see the other person, to hear them, to accept them. One thing that also really helps, and I have it written down here in bold letters, is that so often, it helps a lot to, to, not, take, to not take things personally. Mm. So often, when a person is... So hard. Our partner is... Uh, <laughs> exactly.
1: So hard. <hot. laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. But this remembrance that especially if my partner or my friend is, is communicating something from pain, is communicating something from hot emotions like anger frustration jealousy most of the time it's not about me most of the time right yeah it's it's their trauma it's their shadow which has been triggered which doesn't mean i tell them okay deal with it yourself in your room and come back when you are sorted of course not because you have chosen to be chosen to relate with this person right. so you hold this safe space for them and then you invite them to work on it there is I'm reminded of this beautiful video, which went viral. Maybe some of us have seen it where a little girl, maybe a five-year-old girl is crying a lot is like, is just like really, really, really like losing, losing herself in this tantrum, in this emotion. And her father is just like there next to her. He's not holding her. She's like going crazy oh, with I her emotions. And he's just yeah, there. I
1: love yes. that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. So it's this, you know, it's this. It's like to be able to do that for each other more and more is such a healthy sign of uh, of a conscious partnership, yeah.
1: Oh, that really makes sense to me. Mm. Um, So if I'm in a relationship now, how would I turn Mm -hmm. a regular date night into something that is more intimate?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah what comes to my mind is channel your creative self there are so many things which we can which we just forget to do for example and again i speak from my last couple of uh, deeper connections that i we just me and my partner or the girl that i was seeing we just enjoy talking to each other so much. Yeah, there will be like five, seven hours of conversation. And it's very stimulating, right? It's very it feels so fun. So we don't we just don't feel like doing anything else. But after doing weeks of that, we just get exhausted. Uh-huh. And we both realize we should be doing more activities, babe. We definitely should do more things. So again, this is gonna sound very simple, but choose. Even if you're in your house in your living room and you're just meeting for uh, a date in your in your own house okay babe let's just play our favorite music and let's just dance together let's just let's just watch a youtube video and let's just try to try to dance together let's try to sing together yeah let's try to jam together if we both play some instruments let's uh, let's do some kind of uh, yeah there is so many things one can do and it also comes to mind to make your dates more interesting is to have these more conversational games, conscious conversational games, and especially to approach them from a more light positive side. So babe, let's do it one by one. I would love to share five things that I'm appreciating you about you these days. Yeah? So, and you go one on one. For example, that's I love your hair. I love, especially when the wind is blowing and your hair is like flying and I just love to see it. Yeah. So you just feed each other with this appreciative love. And uh, yeah, you can choose so many different topics. Yeah. So
1: a few things on that. Um, First of all, Mm -hmm. um, doing something different is what you're saying, actually. Like summarizing, um, doing something different, maybe a joint hobby, sharing a new joint hobby, doing things together that uh, you don't usually do. Yes, um, yes. I really believe in this um, conscious conversational um, connections. I feel like so mm-hmm. many couples have been together for so long, you know, speaking about six months to many more years after that, and they forget to yeah. ask each other or even know about each other the most deepest or even simplest parts of ourselves, you know, things that we went through mm-hmm. in school um our fears our dreams our relationship with our parents like really going into stories
2: yeah. so
1: actually i i i am producing a game for couples it's mm. going to come out in around a year or something i've been working on it for some time now but it's exactly that mm-hmm. it's to it's like a box with scrolls and you each time you pick a scroll you pick a question and it's just going into simple questions that it's just nice to have these conversations and there's loads of things online that mm. couples can do now if they're interested just the conversation yeah. starters actually you know
0: mm-hmm. absolutely yeah 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 and i love that i love that you're doing this you know it's such a it's such a fun way you know it's like i'm sure you enjoy doing this and it just brings this kind of lightness into the relationships which can get pretty heavy or a bit like you know no juice left there right yeah
1: so speaking of juice would you say <laughs> that conscious intimacy is kind of the foreplay before the sex it's like the sensuality and the connection before the sexuality
0: hmm mm. yeah it's an interesting question i would say conscious intimacy is all encompassing it's it includes all of it so when you are in a conscious intimate experience you could flow from playing this conversational game and that slowly leads to some kind of cuddle let's say that slowly leads to some kind of a foreplay and then maybe it leads to sexuality and then again maybe it leads to a little conversation and maybe like Uh, your playlist was there in the background and nice song comes and you both start to dance. Maybe somebody starts to feel a bit emotional, a little emotional release moment comes. And then again, things get wild. So it's, I love, I think one of the biggest things that we underestimate is the power of not knowing what will happen to not know what will happen is very juicy. It's very exciting.
2: Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And I, I think a lot of couples can relate with that because if you know that, okay, now my partner is going to touch me like that and then this will happen, this will happen and then we will go to sleep. Oh, this is, yeah. Like, I would say like, this is kind of like a relationship killer almost, no?
1: Right, for sure.
0: For, yeah. sure.
1: for me, intimacy, there is a big difference between intimacy and sex. And I feel like a lot of couples have this routine mm-hmm. sex, you know, things that are, consistent and repetitive and sometimes there's some changes but um a lot of people think that um like if my partner would touch me then i would know already the whole routine of how we're going to get to the end and there's always the Mm. same end there is penetration there is but intimacy goes way beyond sexuality i think and that this is what is the root of creating intimacy in a relationship is, Mm. um, is knowing that it doesn't start and end with sex.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is slowly as we start to learn and understand and practice this, this becomes literally about life, that there is literally no destination. The idea of destination is one of the biggest illusions that the human mind has created. The universe has never had a destination. It's not having ever any goal that I'm going to expand to this size and then I'm going to start to contract again. Yeah, it's always flowing. It's always changing. So to choose to enjoy the journey, how can I enjoy this moment? How can I bring more life to this moment? How can I bring more of me to this moment? will always keep things fresh, I feel. Right. So not
1: having a a specific Mm. ending to union to connection to intimacy
0: yeah yeah exactly Mm.
1: so you mentioned before that um this kind of intimacy is not just um relevant to our lovers but it could be created with our parents our friends our business Mm -hmm. associates um yeah. how, how can that be? How can you create intimacy without you know not in a lovership?
0: Mm. Yeah, very again, very important question because I feel many of us who are in some kind of dead end relationships where we are not able to really be ourselves, say what's on our mind, uh, we close ourselves to be authentic and real with everybody else in our life also because the mind says that if you cannot be who you are with your partner how can you be who you are with a friend for example right right and this is literally denying your basic human need of as you said you know being seen being heard being accepted and so on so a few things come to my mind one is and this is again something very practical less advice and more curiosity
1: okay what does that mean
0: Yeah, I'll explain it a bit. So often you must have seen that uh, when we are meeting a friend, let's say, and we say, Yeah, today I woke up and I was feeling a bit low and a bit heavy, and the partner, the friend immediately is like, Ah, yeah, when I was feeling low and heavy, I did this, 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 this. So you can try this, 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 this. I didn't even finish sharing what I was feeling, and I was already being pushed down by all this advice. Yeah, instead of my friend actually saying that ah tell me more what do you think brought that about what do you think could help you from for that and so on so it's one of the biggest shifts that uh, we can create again in conversation because conversation as i understand is the most common way how we human beings relate yeah doesn't matter what's what's the format of the interaction so less advising less judgments less of putting myself in the other person's situation and seeing it how i would see it and just being open to see it the way they see it yeah if that makes sense
1: mm-hmm. so a it's kind bit of
0: like sorry
1: expand a little bit more on that
0: yeah yeah so i'm I'm looking for uh words to simplify it even more so let's say if you and me were talking and uh, let's say i i would say that that Nats, I I feel like I want to invite this kind of woman in my life who has this, this, this qualities. And instead of going more into that, you start to say that, yeah, and I think that this, this, this is also very helpful for this, 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 this. And I feel cut off. I feel like, Mm. yeah, I feel a bit literally
2: Mm.
0: kind of, I would even say like disrespected on a very and subtle level and because it's like my, what I'm sh- yeah, yeah. So this is some, something very subtle, but this makes a lot of difference, as I've noticed. Another thing is this platonic human touch, human hugs, human cuddles, which is slowly, I think we are, we as humans are slowly opening up to me, to it more. So many couples, you know, they can have sex, but they can't remember the last time they actually had this really nice, just holding each other kind of hugs and cuddles, which has absolutely, doesn't need to have any sexual connotation. And this you can have with family members if you feel comfortable, with friends, you can come to rest together, to nap together, to listen to some simple meditations, uh, just simple, gentle music together. And just two bodies in contact, breathing together, Neutralizing together each other's nervous system is, uh, I think, again, it's like it's one of the easiest, like a solution right there. And instead, what we choose to do, we are constantly on our phone. We can't wait to light up another cigarette. Yeah, we can't wait to talk endlessly. We right. just keep eating, we just keep consuming when the simple relaxation and peace and this joy is so readily available. I really have to say this, that so often I feel like when I go out and I see so many humans who I feel a bit are like kind of feeling lonely, 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 lonely. And I'm like, we are all like medicines for each other, walking around each other all the time.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: To me, it makes Hmm. me, it it brings up... um... I'm not, I'm not all the time in a situation where I'm sitting across someone that is in my open world, you know, I would say conscious world, whatever. And I find Mm. that sharing my vulnerability, looking into the eyes with, you know, with love and sharing maybe something from my life, my heart, um, something that there may be not so, um, they don't usually hear people sharing things that are not just amazing and beautiful. And my life is you know, like this, but actually I'm having a difficult day and, you know, this is going on in my life and that is going on in my life. And when they see mm. me being somewhat vulnerable with them or sharing some part of my heart with them, then something inside them melts. Like they have these, mm. um, you know, many layers of, uh, of masks and uh, borders and slowly, yeah. slowly you can really like tap into um, creating this intimate space with, I mean, I do that with business associates, you know, um, and it's really mm-hmm. nice to see because, you know, I, I, I'm a wedding planner. So in the event industry,
2: mm-hmm.
1: there's many, um, you know, you come with a, with a vibe, with an image and, um, mm-hmm. and then you see, you see how it's, um, how it flows between the people, but then I come and I and I come with my love and my vulnerability, and and I get a yeah. different response back mm. from how they relate with other mm-hmm. people. And I think that this is a really beautiful tool to create intimacy with um, you know anyone, even in a in a moment.
0: Absolutely, yeah. You said it. You said it exactly how how I would have liked to say it. And one more thing I would love to add here, which I learned really the hard way, is criticism, sarcasm, and this kind of subtle, negative, or passive-aggressive yeah. comments, yeah. they will always close up the other person. They right. just, people just will go, right. and they will just harden up, walls up, and intimacy is pretty impossible there. So the antidote for this, for me, is just this two-step path, you know? Gratitude and appreciation. Gratitude and appreciation.
1: So what do you do, though? Choosing. What do you do with these feelings? If I feel like, I don't know, I'm judging someone or I need to say something that somebody's really, you know, pissing me off for some reason... Yeah how what do i do with these feelings i i don't want to i will not be able to just be like oh you know love and free love and da 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 like what do i do with these Mm -hmm. real emotions that are inside me
0: yeah yeah first thing most important that comes to my mind is you cannot just throw we cannot just throw this kind of our own inner negativity on someone without asking for their permission so what let's say if I was feeling quite negative, judgmental towards my partner, I would say, uh, "Babe, is this a good time for you to hear to for us to talk about something that has been bothering me, mm. uh, like something that is bothering me right now?" And then that person has a choice, right? Right. So this is already a really good start. And then to make it even, let's say, more proper, I would say that as partners or as people, two people who spend Good amount of time together. It's a really good idea. I would say at least once a week to choose to meet with the intention of sharing. What is it that is bothering you uh, in this connection that you're sharing with this other person? Yeah, right. and again, not from a place of judgment, but taking ownership. Uh, right. Again, part of the nonviolent communication uh, yeah,
1: exactly. technique, I right? That say, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. There you go. Instead of saying that you do this and you do that and you shouldn't do this and so on taking responsibility and ownership. I feel angry because of that. I feel abandoned because of that. And then again, the partner has a choice to change the behavior or not. But the beauty of this kind of communication is that just to say it, just to release it, it's already already healing us because expression is release. Expression is release. Yeah, I love that.
1: Yeah, I think that nonviolent communication is a, a world within itself Mm-hmm. And I hope that yes. um, I will I will have the opportunity to interview someone specifically just about this because it's huge.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: so big. I did myself a um, three-month workshop on nonviolent communication and it, it changed so much in me and how I mm-hmm. think about the thoughts that run in my head. It just changed the whole structure yeah. of how I relate to people. So I think it's such a powerful mm-hmm. tool.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Here, uh, just one more thing I would like to add here, Natalie, because it's coming to me a uh, few times already during this interview,
2: yes. is
0: that, and again, I'm saying this more more, let's say, as a man, is that it's not to even use the word like responsibility or commitment, but just to realize it intellectually, just realize it with our intelligence that we cannot really feel happy just on our own because there is this big program now of like i don't need anyone you know self-sufficiency and so right. on self-love and and self-isolation are two completely different things
2: Right. yeah
0: so accepting our really one of the most important needs need of connection and prioritizing it and then when things get hard with our partner remembering I'm choosing to connect with this person because it's, it, full, it, it has the potential. It is making me happier. So why would I not invest more effort, more time, more energy in making this relationship deeper? Because of no other reason but because I want to be happy. Yeah? Right. I want to fulfill my need for connection. And when two people both take responsibility and ownership of that, it's just an upward spiral, I feel. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah, mm.
1: I feel that deeply.
0: Mm.
1: Thank you for sharing. If there are any questions out there, we'll be happy to get them now. Um, mm. In the meantime, could you tell us if you have any offerings, any workshops, any online courses that are related to this that you could offer our watchers, our viewers?
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so as most of the world has opened up now to online learning and online teachings and courses yeah uh, i with many of my other co-teachers we have created yoga trainings online it's already going on for the last seven months or so and it's such an amazing amazing platform because you know you are like i'm in goa but i'm not from goa i'm a visitor here you are in Thailand now, but you are not from there. But so many people in the world now do not have that option, right? right. To travel and to experience these uh, alternate ways of living, relating, and so on. Right. So to bring it to their living rooms, through this online medium, and right. they learn at their own pace, right? They, If they are working a lot on the weekdays, then they take some time on the weekends and so on. So I am really becoming a big fan of online, online teachings and sharing. So i'm teaching in few online yoga trainings so depending on the style of yoga a person is in for example hatha vinyasa ashtanga yin uh, mm-hmm. i can i can guide people to join the training which is most suitable for them and when i say yoga i also don't just mean it's about the body yeah because mm-hmm. in all of these trainings there is a lot of practices which are being done for emotional healing uh, conscious intimacy taking full responsibility of our happiness and so on. And then there are a couple of exclusive online Tantra trainings, which are also directly, directly going into emotions, sensuality, the understanding of uh, our human self, all our needs, how to meet them more and more on a consistent basis and align them with our higher self. So one can Contact me through my Instagram, through Facebook, uh, and I'm happy to, happy to share more. Yeah.
1: yeah, I will definitely be putting your links to the workshops and your profile to this video if anyone is interested mm-hmm. to reach out. And um, yeah, we've come to the end of our interview. I really mm. loved speaking with you about this. Um, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank Jim. you.
0: Boa. Thank you, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I must also say that I really, really admire and honor and appreciate the amount of work you are doing to bring all these important topics to the world, you know, mm-hmm. with these interviews, with inviting interesting people from different fields. And for me, it really shows your heart that, wow, you care so much to not just enjoy this amazing life that you've created for yourself, but you want to just, you can't help but share. Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing to see someone do that. So thank thank you you from me and from everyone. Yeah.
1: Thank you. You warm my heart very much Mm. and made me blush. Thank you. Live Live on Facebook.
2: (laughs) I love doing that too.
1: (laughs) So we will speak soon privately.
0: Mm-hmm. And in the
1: meantime, we will end this interview. And thank mm. you again.
0: Thank you, Natalie. Thank you everybody also who is watching.
1: Thank yeah. You. Thank you all. Mm. Ciao. Ciao.